Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. You can overcome whatever adversity that you have been dealing with and facing. Uh, living by faith doesn't mean you never have any challenges or you never have any issues. The scripture says, fight the good fight of faith. Well, why are you having to fight if there's nothing to overcome? No, the trials of life come to all. And uh, living by faith doesn't assure uh, you won't have anything to deal with. It assures that if you hold on to him and won't quit, you will overcome. You will overcome. He always causes me to triumph. Said out loud, class, he always causes me to triumph. The big thing is that you don't give up. You don't quit. You don't quit. Having done all, you stand. And then what do you do? I've had somebody say, well, you know, I, I, I've, been, I've been believing on this and, and, uh, for, you know, three months. And, and, and now what do I do? Well, have you seen it come to pass? Well, well, well quit, uh, keep standing. Don't, don't change. Somebody says, well, man, I'm, I'm really going through something. Well, don't stop. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> keep going till you come out the other side, right? Don't give up and quit. You know what happens if you give up. You know you're defeated. But if you'll just keep on putting one foot in front of the other, Keep on expecting the Lord to give you answers and show you and strengthen you and help you one step after another, walking in those steps of faith like Abraham did. The scripture said, you will come out. You will come out. And it's amazing how in not too much of a period of time, uh, it, you, you can be so far removed from that terrible problem that it seems like a bad dream that happened to somebody else. But you've got to keep going got to keep trusting, keep walking. That's why we say at the end of the class, usually I, I'm walking by faith, <laughs> right? I'm living by faith. I'm overcoming by faith. I'm, I'm strong in faith. And the way you, you get that way is by feeding your faith on anointed word of God and using your faith, exercising it. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us and let's get fed up, built up, nourished up in the words of faith. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for direction and guidance, for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, for the exact utterance and ears to hear it and hearts to discern it and receive it. And we know you're faithful to give it to us and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look please in the scriptures again to... Uh, Philippians, the second chapter, we've been for weeks and weeks now on the uh, series that we're calling Faith 
for healing. And we studied the 20 cases of individuals being healed in, in uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We studied five or so cases in the book of Acts. And there's only one case that I'm aware of in the epistles where we're given some detail about somebody that was sick and what happened. And it is the healing of this man named Epaphroditus in Philippians chapter 2. Look in Philippians 2 and 25, and let's remind ourselves, or if it's the first time you're seeing it, become aware of it, this wonderful anointed passage about a, uh, a good brother, good man of God, who was deathly ill, but got completely healed. Hallelujah. By the mercy of God. It said, verse 25, I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. So just in this one uh, sentence, we're told quite a bit about Epaphroditus. Paul calls him a co-laborer and a, a fellow or co-soldier. So he's, he's talking about him in peer language, like an like a equal, uh, my brother and my co-laborer and my co-fellow soldier. There is a mentality that we should have by the Spirit of God about being a laborer and about being a soldier. In Timothy, he talks about this. Um, well, I'm going to read both of these. First of all, 1 Corinthians 16.10, he said this about Timothy, that he was a co-laborer as well. He said, he works the work of the Lord as I also do. In Philippians uh, 4, in this same passage, he said, Philippians 4, 3, I entreat you also, true yoke fellow. Now, that's a King James word, but yoke fellow means somebody who is in the yoke with me equally. Help those women which labored with me in the gospel. Now, if ever somebody had the idea that uh, uh, women couldn't be used in the gospel work equally with, with men. I, I know some people have some wild ideas. What about this? <laughs> right? Uh, he said, and, he, and the Spirit of God says things on purpose. He, he could have said those people, but he said those women. Women which labored with me in the gospel. With Clement also and other my fellow laborers. So he calls uh, several women co-laborers with him, just like he referred to Timothy, and just like he referred to Trophimus, and just like he referred to Epaphroditus and Titus. Uh, same language for the women that were working with him. And he calls them co-laborers co-workers in the gospel. Now in 2 Timothy, notice this, 2 Timothy 2 and 3, he talks about this other word. He tells Timothy, he said, Thou therefore 
endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And he went on to say, no man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Paul saw himself as a soldier for the Lord, as a worker for the Lord, but also as a soldier. And there's a mentality that comes with that of enduring hardness. Uh, being a soldier in active duty in a battle involves hardships. You have to uh, eat on the run. You have to stay in uncomfortable places. Uh, there are dangers all around you. You've got to be alert and aware you are not comfortable at home. And this is part of the mentality of being a soldier of the Lord. And Paul had this mentality. Uh, now one of it is enduring some hardship or some hardness. I know uh, I, uh, I ministered some years ago at a Bible school and we had uh, uh, people that were coming in, students, and um, uh, from all different walks of life. And uh, it's a big change coming in because there, was, there were some rules and there was some uh, discipline to adhere to. And, and as an instructor, part of my responsibility is if somebody was going to quit school, that um, I, they had to have an interview with a, an instructor. And we wanted to know why, you know, why you're leaving. And because, uh, you know, if the Lord dealt with you to come, <laughs> right? Uh, did he change his mind? I don't think so. So what's going on here? And so uh, over the years, there were a couple that were just made you go, wow. <laughs> and uh, one of them was a young man. He hadn't been there but a couple of months and he's leaving. He's going home. And I said, so what's, you know, what's the deal? I said, did, uh, did you feel like the Lord led you to come? Nah, I guess so. But, but, you know, I just, I'm not doing good. I said, what, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm, I'm tired of these, uh, what, what do you call them, ramen noodles? <laughs> Am I saying that right? You know, the, the cheap noodles that you just add water to. He said, I'm tired of them. And he said, and tonight is meatloaf night at mom's house, you know. And, and I hadn't had steak in like six months. And, <laughs> and so he's leaving. So what does that mean? He is unwilling to endure any hardship. He, 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 he doesn't have the mentality of being a soldier at all. Uh, he, he was willing to do it as long as it wasn't uncomfortable. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, now we're laughing, but this, this is happening all over the place. Uh, people get, it, get all excited and hear from God and really do get some direction. But then when they start to do it, they realize, man, there's an enemy out here. And... There are challenges, and it's not all easy, and 
And uh, I'm going home. No, that's exactly what happened with Mark. In the scriptures, uh, Mark came to the Lord. His family, had, his mother had come to the Lord. And he got all excited because Paul is preaching at their house and in their area. And so uh, Paul uh, and his group brought Mark with them to help them. And part of the way into their trip, uh, Mark goes back home. He just goes home. Because, I mean, there's demons out here. <laughs> Remember the man on the island that was, uh, it was struck blind by judgment? And I mean, there's stuff going on. And Mark says, oh, this is too weird for me. I'm, I'm going back home to mama. It's meatloaf night tonight. <laughs> uh, another uh, young lady uh, was leaving, she said. And so I, I was the one she did her exit interview with. And so I said, what, you know, what's, why are you leaving? It only been about four or five months, I guess, into the first year. And, and she said, well, you know, uh, she didn't like it because she had gotten some parking tickets. Well, well, there was a rule that you couldn't park in the instructors and the staff's parking spaces. You had to, they were, they're painted different colors. You had to park in student places. And if you were late, you had to park in the gravel parking lot, which was further away and out back. And she had been late over and over again. And she was particularly upset because the, the gravel in the parking lot was damaging her shoes, her, her high heel shoes. And so between the, the uh, parking tickets and the damaged shoes, she had had enough. She's going home. And what do you say to folks like that? <laughs> A lot of times all you can say is bye because, <laughs> right? Because, hey, if you can't overcome that, are you ministry material? Will you be able to endure things like Paul went through and endured to get the gospel out? See, there's, there's no mentality of a soldier uh, dealing with hardships. Uh, there's, you know, people thinking, well, man, if I got enough faith, I won't have any problems. And, and what they're thinking is living by faith means never having to use my faith. <laughs> Something's wrong with that, right? <laughs> living, living by faith means floating through life on flowery beds of ease and never having any problems and you're living in a dream world. No, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him or her out of them all. They that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer some persecution. Will it be all fun? No. No. But is it worth it? Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. Yeah. Is it worth some sacrifice? Is it worth having to deal with some unpleasant things and some uncomfortable things? Yes. See, the problem was uh, the young man, and, and there were others beside those two, but I just Give you, give you them as an example. The young man and the young woman, they're not realizing what a privilege it is for them to be there under the anointing 
Hearing the word. Come on, can you see that? Hearing the word of God. If you don't value it and you don't appreciate it, you don't qualify. You're not acting worthily of it. And, and there's somebody else could be in your seat. There's, right? There's somebody else could be in your place. And if they would value it more, if they're willing, how do you show that you value something? Well, you're willing to pay something for it. You're willing to sacrifice for it. You're willing to be inconvenienced for it. Now, I want to read that to you again. He, he told Timothy, and he was saying the same thing about Epaphroditus, 2 Timothy 2.3. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Not just a soldier, but a a good so whose soldier? A soldier of Jesus the Christ. Somebody said out loud, I am, I am a, soldier. a soldier. By the grace of God, grace of God. A, good a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I, am I am willing to endure sacrifice endure. and hardness and discomfort because it's well worth it. Hallelujah. In fact, the scripture said, you know, the sufferings of this time, they're not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. Now, you know, Paul went through some things. At, at, at this writing, he's incarcerated. He's in chains. He, he's restricted. He, uh, he doesn't have his freedom. Uh, in 2 Corinthians, we might look at this later on in the study, but he gives a list of all the stuff he went through, I mean, being beat with sticks, being stoned, being shipwrecked, adrift in the sea, I mean, on and on and on. But do you think he's thinking now that it wasn't worth it? Huh? He's been in heaven for all these centuries. Is that right? And for that little brief part of his experience, yeah, there was some discomfort. Yeah, even some, some serious physical pain. Getting stoned is not fun. Right? Right? But do you think he feels bad about that now or that it was too hard or, or too much to ask? What kind of reward does Brother Paul have? Huh? What kind of reward? What kind of reward? So no, there's no way he's thinking it was too hard. No way. Even if he had moments during his life where he's thinking, this is pretty rough. He had a soldier mentality. Why do soldiers, good soldiers, go through what they go through? I mean, we, we got uh, a lot of good men and women uh, in our country in the service stationed here, stationed abroad, and most of them would rather be home. They'd rather be, you know, uh, eating at mama's on meatloaf night. They'd rather be with their spouse or with their kids or whatever the case may be. Why a good soldier now, why would they do what they do? They don't want the enemy to get to us, Right? They're doing what they do for our family, their family and our family. They are willing and people who have fought in, you know, uh, shooting battles and, you know, experienced the, the death and the destruction and the chaos. Why would you, nobody willingly wants to do that or go through that. Why would you do it? Uh, 
to, to spare and protect what you love. Right? To defend and protect and spare. Stop the evil from getting to your spouse and your kids and your folks and, and your people and your country. And so why would we be willing to endure some hardness? To spare people. Right? People are hurting. People are lost. People are confused. And, and it's worth you and I getting up early, staying up late, uh, sacrificing, traveling, staying hooked and put when it's not fun and convenient. Right? It, it, is it worth it? Yes. It's well worth it. Any of the trials and hardness are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. So should I think of myself, should you think of yourself as a, a co-worker in the gospel, as a brother to other Christians, and as a good soldier? Should you? Yes. Should you? Yes. Say it out loud again, class. I am, I am. by the grace of God, grace of a, God. Good a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus by his, grace, By his grace, I'm willing, I'm willing to, endure to endure hardness. It's worth it. <laughs> I said it's worth it. It's worth it. So he says these, these kind of things about Epaphroditus. He said he's my brother. How many would uh, think, think about this now? Uh, in class today, let's say Paul is here. And he calls you up. He calls you up. And, he, and you're, let's say your name is John. And he, said, he tells her, he said, he puts his arm around you. He says, John is my brother. And he works the work of the Lord just like I do. And he's a good soldier of Jesus Christ just like I am. It's a pretty high commendation. <laughs> is that right? You'd kind of want that on video, wouldn't you? <laughs> he said, he's my brother. He's my companion in labor. He's my fellow soldier. But he's your messenger. Now, who's he writing to? This belongs to us, but initially and directly, the, the saints, the believers at the church at Philippi, because they had sent him, they had sent Epaphroditus with all this stuff. And so he said, he's your messenger. And he ministered to my wants. Does God want our needs to be met? Yes, he does. See, this comes up in this passage repeatedly. We just read it in chapter 4. A big part of this letter is about partnership and giving and needs being met. That sometimes people pull out that 19th verse, my God will supply all my needs. That is kind of the, the summary and ex, uh, exclamation point on it. But can you see you need to keep it in context with everything that happened. Mm -hmm. Leading up to this, God is a God who meets your needs. But he uses people. It's his will to use people. It's his plan to use people. And on this occasion, he used the church at Philippi. Paul uh, was, like we said, he, he didn't have his freedom. And, you know, prison, especially back then, <laughs> prisons were not nice accommodations. 
And so um, you could get sick from lack of decent food and water. You, uh, you could get sick from the cold, not having uh, something decent to put around you, clothes or a blanket or something, and um, on and on. And so uh, God, you know, no doubt Paul is a praying man. He's a faith man. He's communing with God every day. And I'm sure at some point he asked the Lord for some help. He asked the Lord for some provisions. He asked the Lord and he, he got in faith about it. And I don't know who all God dealt with and if he dealt with some of the other churches, but they didn't listen. I don't know that. But I know that the folks at Philippi, huh? when he dealt with them, they didn't ignore it and they didn't put it off and procrastinate. They put a care package together for Paul. Hallelujah. They put him some clothes, some food, some parchments to write on. I mean, how did this letter from Philippi come to, come to pass? Right? Had to be something to write on, something to write with, a way to get it out. I mean, this, this could very well have been something that Ep Epaphroditus brought to him. So he, he, his needs and wants are met. And God used the church at Philippi and he specifically used Epaphroditus as the, the man to deliver it. Now notice what happened. It said, uh, for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that you had heard that he had been sick. Now, this is an interesting thing. Uh, many people are exactly the opposite if they got a problem, they want everybody to know about it. <laughs> and if you're not upset about it, then they'll get mad at you like, you don't even care that I'm going through this? But that's not love. Love cares about you, doesn't want you upset because something's happening with me. Doesn't want my challenge to be a distraction or an issue for you. A lot of times you realize people, you know, they got enough stuff in their own life to use their faith on. They don't need to be distracted by what I'm dealing with. And so many times the best way to do it is to believe God, get your victory, and then tell people. <laughs> right? Tell them the what was wrong and they go oh no you go hold on but God had mercy on me and delivered me and then go oh yay so so they're they're not tempted to carry care about it or to get in unbelief it doesn't help you if a bunch of people are crying and in unbelief over your situation that doesn't help you and so you got to watch who you say who you say and who you tell but Epaphroditus, he didn't want anybody upset about it. It bothered him that they were upset. And our time's up again today. Said out loud, Lord, thank you for meeting all my needs and sustaining me. And show me how to not be a care or a burden to anyone around me, but only a help. In Jesus' name.
Praise God. As you can see, there's much more to look at in this passage. Come back next time. Come back tomorrow. And we'll see you again soon here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702-7390.